0: have your Bibles today, whether it be E or tree, and if you don't have either, we'll put it on the screen for you, but I want you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 18, 1 Kings chapter 18. I want to talk about the cloud today. I want to talk about the cloud. The cloud, uh, and this is not an Apple commercial, okay, or anything like that, Um, but the the, the cloud is a popular term today, and so I thought, boy, if I, if I title my message this, I'm not sure if I'm going to mislead some people, but I, I want to talk about a cloud that appeared uh, in this passage that we're going to talk about today, and it was an answer. It was an answer that a lot of people had been looking for. It was an answer to a situation that had been going on for years, and finally, finally, the answer came... Through a cloud, I thought, Lord, who am I going to be talking to today? Because you know, I've been I've been doing this family camp thing now for a while, right? Twelve years. I mean, all of you, you've gotten a lot older as uh, I have, except for Renee Palmer. Renee Palmer like loses a year every single year that I see her. She looks like she's eighteen. What is going on? And 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 so you know, I've seen you all, and and. I just get so blessed when I look around and I see George right here in the second row seat like he's always supposed to be, and and, and I see a lot of you here, and I thought, you know what, I bet there's a lot of people that might be looking for answers today. I bet there's a lot of people here that might be looking for God to do something that, that maybe they've almost been tempted to give up on. And I want to talk about that today. I want to ask you, what is your cloud today? What is your cloud? The cloud I'm going to talk about today is not a place where we store all of our internet files, but our, the, the cloud that I want to talk about today is that answer that we have been looking for for so long. The cloud that I'm looking for today is, is, is that answer that God has dropped in your life that maybe you don't even realize just yet. I want to talk about the cloud See, because if things are se- seeming a little bit dry today, and if things are seeming a little unsatisfying today, and if there's some things in your life that are troubling you today, with all respect to those who are staying in the RV park, I want you to know that the rain is coming. <laughs> Jeremiah Henry literally told me that he would like slash my tires if I said that in my message. But uh, So we'll be taking another offering for uh, <laughs> my, my tires. But I want you to know the rain's coming. That answer that you've been looking for for so long, the rain's coming that thing that you've been waiting for, that that thing that you keep on looking for all of your life, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you have been praying for the same thing over and over and over and over again. You've been in the same situation for so long. I want you to know that the rain's coming. And there's a cloud that's coming and you might not even expect that answer to be that cloud. But God has something special for you. And every single person in this place today, if you walk out of here getting nothing, it's your fault. Because God has a plan for you tonight. Because the rain's coming, the cloud's rising, and your answer is on the horizon. Can we say amen? amen. Will you stand with me one more time in honor of God's word? Can you do that? We're standing a lot. Man. The Catholics, they do this all the time. Have you noticed that? I went to a Catholic funeral one time. I was exhausted. Wow. Are we ready? First Kings 18, we're going to start in verse 41. Take a look at this. It says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and he looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling. And Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. The rain's coming. The rain's coming. Let's pray. Jesus, I'm asking you, whether we can find ourselves in the place of Elijah, whether we can find ourselves in the place of the servant, Lord God, I pray That those of us who are looking for an answer, those of us who are looking for something to be different, God, we may have come here with some baggage. We may have come here with some things heavy on our minds and heavy in our hearts and heavy in our lives. But Lord God, I pray that you would speak to us today and let us know that you are greater than our frustration and you're greater than our disappointment and you're greater than our situation and the rain is about to come. So Holy Spirit, go with us, I pray. Go before us and anoint this place, I pray. And we'll thank you and we'll give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. The rain's coming. <laughs> the rain's coming. I've been a Christian almost all of my life. I gave my life to Jesus Christ at the age of nine at a vacation Bible school in Sterling, Illinois. The next day, my brother Matt, how many of you know my brother Matt? Okay. Uh, he gave his life to, he always copied me. And and he, and he gave his life to Jesus. He still does. And and he gave his life to Jesus the next day. And and so Matt and I, in our, in our family, we, we've grown up in church. We're church brats. I mean, we, we've, how many of you church brats are in the house, right? How many of you are? Okay, we got a few of you okay yeah we need deliverance don't we and uh so i grew up in the church and uh i soon found out as i got a little bit older that uh not everything was peaches and cream and and, and rosy when i decided to follow jesus uh how many of you didn't get that memo either uh, i thought oh wow everything should be perfect because i'm serving jesus right nothing goes wrong and and sometimes Difficult things happen to some really good people. And I won't give you all my story, because you've got yours. But believe it or not, I want to compare the people that we saw here in the Scripture, I want to compare the people that we saw in the Scripture to all of us here today. Because I guarantee you, each of us can place ourselves on that mountain today. Looking for an answer. Looking for something. And some of you... Maybe you've been looking for quite some time. I want you to know the rain's coming. L- let me show you what I mean. Let me, let me break the story just in three parts today. Okay? My son texted me and said, are you please going to shorten your sermon? It's getting late. And uh, I appreciate the support, son, and I love you. And uh, but the answer is no. <laughs> So let's look at the cloud's timing, okay? If I can identify it this way, let's look at the timing of this cloud, all right? What what happened here? Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting when all of these events took place. And to really get a good understanding of what Elijah's going through here in this story, it really helps us to kind of back up a little bit. And so if you still have your Bible, and if you don't, I'm not sure where you put it. But if, if you still have your Bible, if you were back up to verse 38... And, and, and take a look at this. This is when, how many of you, uh, since we got some church brats in here, uh, how, how many of you know the story of uh, uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel when he took on the prophets of Baal? Have we heard that? He's, he's taken off, taken on all these false prophets. God brings fire down from heaven. I mean, it's, it's, you've had a good service when that happens. Amen? And so our story kind of picks up there. So take a look at verse 38, and I'll keep on reading. It says, then the fire of the Lord fell... And burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Verse 40 says, Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them. And Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered there. (laughs) How many would like to go to his church? And then verse 41, and Elijah said to Ahab, go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. And so Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his his face between his knees. There are a few things about this whole setting, the, the timing of this story, which I think a lot of us can relate to. First of all, things were really what I would call scarce. Things were really dry. For, hear this, for three and a half years, it had not rained there. Now, again, for those of you in the RV park, that sounds pretty good right now. I get it. But picture this. Three and a half years, they have gone without any rain. Nothing's growing. Things are dying. Nothing can grow. There is no satisfaction at all with the stuff that you can possibly grow or try to raise or anything it just you're just surrounded by death you're, you're surrounded by things that are just scarce dry there, there's nothing there. there there's there's no life and I wonder how many Christians maybe even in here we could say the same thing not not about the weather conditions but not about our land but maybe about our spiritual lives Because if we're honest with ourselves, there are moments, and and I'm guilty of this too, there are moments where things seem to be kind of dry. And there's drought conditions. And our spiritual lives don't seem really satisfying. And, and, And sometimes that may even bleed into the rest of our lives. And the rest of our lives aren't very satisfying. And we're not happy, we're not enjoying God's best in our lives, we're not satisfied in the areas that we normally should be satisfied. We're not sure where the life is anymore. And things are kind of dry and when drought conditions take place in our spiritual lives we tend to make some pretty bad decisions. We see death. We don't see growth. We don't find happiness when things are dry. And let me just pause here today, friend. If I've described you, well, I'm at a Christian camp. That's fine. Kumbaya, that's great. But you got to go home. And when you get home, the drought conditions could still be there. Unless you realize that the rain's coming. The reign of the Holy Spirit wants to come down in your life in a brand new, fresh way. See, here's the thing. I know that it is not God's plan for me to live a life without joy, to live a life without happiness, to live a life with no fulfillment. That's not God's plan for you, and that's not God's plan for me. Yes, we're going to have our tough times, but folks, last time I checked, Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly. And he did that for you as well. So today, you're, and, and you hear all this preaching, and you hear the happy songs, and you're thinking, I'd really like some of that. The rain's coming. The rain's coming for you. God wants to change those drought conditions in your life. Students, can I talk to you? Maybe you've grown up in the whole church thing, and you kind of know the drill. And so it's almost routine more than it is relationship for you. You need the rain today. You need Jesus to give you something fresh, something new. That's why I'm so glad that Brian is here because that's precisely where he's at. It's time for all of us, the body of Christ, students to the senior citizens to go deeper in our walks with Jesus Christ. It's not his plan for things to be scarce. Secondly, not only were things scarce, but uh, on the flip side, things were kind of successful. How many of you know if you pray and fire comes down from heaven and consumes everything and then you kill all of God's enemies, you've had a good day, (laughs) right? The Pentecostal evangel may even do an article on you and then you've reached it. Elijah, picture this, would you? Elijah has just come off probably one of the most momentous, successful moments in his life. He by himself has taken on the prophets of Baal. And with the power of God, he beat them. He defeated them. The fire of God came and did his stuff. And it was awesome. And now on the heels of this victory... I want you to follow me. God wants to do something else. Listen to me, Christian. Do you know what time you are often the most vulnerable in your life? It's not when you're going through hardship. It's when you've just won a victory. We often miss God's best because we're camping out on God's past. I'll say that again because it was really good. Sometimes we miss out on God's best for us because we are camping out on God's past for us. How many of you know who Tim Duncan is? How many of you know what Dunkin' Donuts is? Let me see. Yeah, okay. This is what we're dealing with all week, Pastor John. Tim Duncan is a basketball player. And he's a good one, too. And, and he's, on the, he's on the San Antonio Spurs. Okay? And uh, they just won the NBA title. Okay? Okay? Tim Duncan. Okay. That? Yeah, that Tim Duncan. Sure, yeah. Not the... Yeah. No, I'm, I won't go there. Every time... I bet some of you can, fu- can, can finish this sentence. Okay? Every time we have a champion crowned, usually the NBA, but oftentimes in some of the other sports, and not, I'm still not sure how they set this up, but they will have a cameraman get right in the face of a, a superstar like Tim Duncan, and say, Tim Duncan, you've just won the NBA title. What are you going to do? I'm going to Disneyland. I'm going to Disney. World. Now, what is he saying when he says that? He is saying, I don't want to think about basketball. I don't want to shoot a layup. I don't want to put on the uniform. I don't want to be around these sweaty men anymore. I want to go to the mouse and pay 30 bucks for a hamburger. I, I, I want to, go to I just want to take a break. I don't want anything to do anymore with basketball, or fill in your sport here. All I want to do is just just relax. Just coast. Nothing. You know what? How many Christians have I seen who have had almost the same Disneyland attitude after they win a victory? Because some of us, we've been praying for some stuff, and God answers your prayer. And and what do we do? We can like, whew, Finally, I got the answer. All right, let's take a break. I've been praying so hard, but finally got my answer. Let's, let's kick back. Let's relax. Do you know what I've noticed oftentimes? That when God gives me a victory, he often has another one in store for me right away. And sometimes if I'm not careful, I will miss out on that new thing that God wants to do because I'm just coasting on what he did before. Elijah could have missed this incredible miracle if he simply would have said, fire, kill them all. Life is good. Start a new ministry, fire and kill them all ministries. Just gonna kick back and do my thing. But God had something new for Elijah. Friend, God has something new for you. Well, I had this great experience with God 10 years ago. God has something new for you. The rain's coming. I had, I had this great experience at youth camp, and now I'm back at family camp. Student, God has something new for you. The rain is coming. I just saw this great thing happen in my life. It's so cool. Now, maybe God just wants to do something for someone else. Uh, There's a cloud coming, and the rain is on its way. God has something new for you. Clouds come when things are kind of scarce. Clouds come when things are pretty successful. And to be honest with you, clouds also come when we are seeking, when we're seeking God. Did you see the passage? Elijah goes up to the mountain and demonstrates the world's first tornado drill. And he kneels down. I dare not do this because I don't know if I'm getting up. So you get the picture. And, and so he do not take a picture. And then... <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. And he kneels down... And and he takes this posture, and there's even some translations that will go far, and, uh, and, and they'll say that he began seeking God and praying at that moment. And that's when the answer began to come. I still believe that God moves through the prayers of his people. I still believe that. I still believe that the Holy Spirit moves when God's people pray. When God's people agree in prayer, I think God does some amazing things. I know God does some amazing things. I'll kind of give away the end of our service today. I'm going to invite you to take a similar posture to Elijah. Whether you're a kneeler or a stander or a walker or a sitter or whatever the case might be, we're going to seek God today. Because the rain doesn't come just because we're church members. The rain doesn't come just because we went to a camp. The rain doesn't come just because we sing songs really well and even change the key. But the, the rain comes. The rain comes when God's people... Humble themselves, pray, seek God's face, and turn from their wicked ways. And that's when we see the glory and the power of God displayed. And that, friend, is when the rain comes. The rain comes when God's people pray. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray in just a little bit here. We've seen the clouds timing. Let me hurry up and give you, uh, secondly, not only the clouds timing, but what I would call the clouds testing The cloud's testing. We read the story, didn't we? A little cloud appeared and there was kind of an interesting dialogue going on between Elijah and the servant. Take a look at this. It says this. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went and looked. There is nothing there, he said. (laughs) Seven times, Elijah said, go back. Oh, I'm going to go there. Verse 44, At the seventh time, the serpent reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Let me tell you what clouds will often test. Clouds will often test your patience. Elijah tells, okay, let, let's, because sometimes we miss it. it. It's just one verse. So we think we happened one verse worth. No, 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 no. Elijah's kneeling, face in the dirt, praying, and he says, go look out towards the sea. So the servant goes out, looks, I got nothing. Goes back, nothing there. Go again. Second time, he goes out. Hey, Willard, Scott, nothing. Clear sky. No clouds, Elijah. Go a third time. Third time, go. Crazy old man. I still see nothing. Seven seven times? Folks, if I'm the servant, okay? I'm knocking the old man out after three times. I'm just telling you. Boom! There you go. Seek God that way. Seven times. I mean, and, and six of those times he's unsuccessful. Six of those times he doesn't see anything. Can you imagine that maybe he got a little flustered? He got a little frustrated? He started questioning whether he should be seeking anything at all after a while. Man, I've seen it. I've seen people who they're just seeking God. seeing God. I'm looking for that healing. God, I'm looking for you to restore my marriage. God, I'm looking for that financial miracle. God, I'm looking for this. I, I, I'm seeking this. And, and you keep looking, you keep praying, you keep seeking. You don't see anything. You go to the next church service and, and you respond again. And you're, and you're praying and you're seeking and you say, God, I need you to touch my 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 daughter, my son. I need them to come back to you. Lord, I need you to come through for me this way. And and these are heartfelt prayers. You're you're not praying bad prayers. You're not praying God kill that person. You know you're you're not doing that. You're 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 praying some earnest things that God's word even promises that he'll give you like healing and wisdom and direction and protection and wisdom. And you keep looking and looking. I don't see anything. What do you do, servant of God, when you keep looking, you keep seeking, you don't see anything don't see an answer the temptation is to just give up the temptation is to say i guess it's not going to happen the temptation is is to say i'm not going back i quit there's a lady in my church her name's rebecca We've been dear friends with her. We've been at our church for 14 years. She's been at that church forever. And her husband was unsaved. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've got that in your family or maybe even your spouse. And her her, her husband was unsaved. And this girl prayed. This girl cried, and deep roots spiritually. Okay, she knows the Bible. She knows God, and a lot of heart-to-heart talks with me and and my wife. I just give up. I don't know if I can even do this anymore. I think I'm just gonna leave. I I, I, I give up. But we'd try to talk her out of it. And eventually we would. I think the Holy Spirit had more to do with it than we did. And one day, I'm at church, and I see her husband come in. That alone was enormous. I always got along with him. We'd talk sports. It just great. I didn't treat him like the enemy. I just loved on him. He came in. make a long story short, I gave an invitation for people to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And on that Sunday last year, he raised his hand. And he gave his life to Christ. Yeah, you can give God praise for that. You know what? Was that a two-year prayer? Nope. Was that a ten-year prayer? 25 years. 25 years. Was it always easy? Oh, no. No, no, no. Was there a lot of baggage that God is still working through? Oh, yeah. But a man's heart was changed, I am convinced, because a woman refused to give up praying or her husband, even when it looked like he was far from God, she refused to give up. Friend, listen to me today. Listen to me today. Do not give up. I know it may seem frustrating. And I know you cried some tears. And you don't even get it. You don't even understand it. Join the club, but here's one thing I do know. I could still call upon the name of Jesus Christ, and he will hear me, and if I seek him, he will find me, and, when I, and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful, and it is effective. Folks, do not give up. Jesus is ready to send the rain in your life. Don't stop, servant. Don't give up. Not only will you be tested in your patience, but you might even be tested in your perspective. Let's go back to the servant, shall we? Okay, I'm going to give you the King James kind of dialogue as how we often picture this. I don't think it's accurate. Okay, seventh time, okay? Seventh time. We don't know how long this has taken seven times servant goes out the seventh time he looks out and he sees a cloud i don't think that he responded this way oh thou elijah i see as that was a cloud what shall we do master Maybe it happened that way. Let's hope it didn't. Okay. If it were me, and let's pray it didn't happen this way either, but if it were me, I'd be like, oh yeah, there's your cloud. Uh huh. National Weather Service is going to be all over this one, big boy. That's what we can, g- no, we ain't got no thunder, no lightning. We got a cloud. It's this big. I've been stuck in this hot, sweaty mountain all this time, walking back and forth to see This. And that's kind of what I think the serpent might have been thinking. I see a cloud. It's the size of a man's hand. Oh, let's go to Starbucks. But Hear me. That's what caused Elijah to lift up from his prayer posture and say, that's it. That's it. You go tell that king to get in his chariot because we are in for some rain. And I got to think, the servants look at them and like, Pishah? what's going to happen there? And see, this is the thing. The cloud might have seemed small at first, but it was the exact answer that Elijah was looking for. Could I ask you what your cloud is today? What is that thing that God has dropped in your life that you are tempted to say, no. Not that. God, I need you to provide for me financially. And we think the answer is five people jumping out of a minivan with a balloon bouquet, an oversized check. You are the winner of $8 billion a year for the rest of your life. We think, yes, God. Lord, I receive that. (laughs) No, we pray those prayers, and all of a sudden, we we get this letter saying that a bill has been paid for. We're not even sure why. And we think, well, that was just coincidence. And we kind of dismiss the clouds in our lives because... We don't think they're big enough. Pastors, we pray, oh God, we need some quality people in our church. And then that one walks in. We're like, really? And I've had those moments. And then those people become some of the most amazing people in my church. And all the ones that I thought were normal. And God knows. God knows. We pray for healing and and we're not completely healed, but we see a little progress. Guess what? That's your cloud. There's your cloud. God starts giving you peace. You're not waking up in anxiety anymore. You're, you're not as depressed anymore. And, and you're tempted to say, well, it must be the meds. And, and that wasn't a joke. <laughs> trying to share my heart. And uh, <laughs> it's my business. And what it is, it's, that's your cloud. That's your cloud. You're praying for your spouse, and, and he actually says, I love you. For the first time in months. That's your cloud. That's your cloud. Got another gal in my church great gal. Those that are from my church would know whom I'm talking about, and, and uh, she was in a position where she needed to find uh, some work, and uh, her gifting, she styles hair. She does a very good job at it. <laughs> I'm not Exhibit A, so don't judge. <laughs> One needs hair to be an Exhibit A. And, and, and so she went to, to an interview. Yeah, Follow this. This was a year ago, a year ago last week. She goes in for an interview, and, and she found out that they were hiring some stylists. So she, she kind of, you know, they had their stylist talk, you know, whatever that means, and, and, and they're talking. And, and the, the person conducting the interview said, tell you what, we need a manager. Would you like to manage this salon? Okay she goes in thinking she's going to be a stylist nothing wrong with that but she becomes the boss Cloud. a few months later she gets interviewed again they ask her you know what we would like you to be a district manager so we want you to be the we want you to be the boss of four salons in northeast ohio And then two weeks ago, they pull her aside and say, you know what? We want you to be a regional manager now. And we're going to give you eight salons all to yourself. You're the boss. She thought her answer was in a one ad to cut hair. One year later... She is the boss of eight different stores. The rain fell. The rain fell. Don't discount those little things that God is wanting to do. Don't, don't put aside those little answers that you think are just coincidence. And by the way, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe God orders our steps. I got to close this. I got to close this and get out of your way. Lastly today, we looked at the clouds timing, the clouds testing, and finally the clouds turning. What I would call the clouds turning. I'm going to finish up here, which means nothing. But I'm going to finish up here. Verse 44. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. And meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain started falling. And Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah. And tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. The old man is racing and winning against a chariot. What in the world? See, when the rain falls, when the rain comes, there's some things that take place. The impossible turns into the possible. Those things that you think will never get answered, that woman who thought her husband would never accept Jesus and come to church with her and actually listen to the sermon, now she knows that when the rain comes down, what's impossible to us is possible for God. And friend, whatever you think is beyond God's reach, I got news for you. When the rain comes, then the impossible becomes possible and God does his best stuff in your life. And that's what he wants to do for you. The impossible becomes possible. Your drought turns into a downpour. You're not happy with your life. You're not satisfied. Let the reign of the Holy Spirit fall in your life. Let God become a new reality in your life and watch. Watch the joy come back. Watch the happiness come back. Watch the fulfillment come back. You no longer have to find fulfillment in dating everything that moves, but possibly you can find fulfillment in Jesus Christ in that relationship instead. You don't have to find fulfillment in trying to make more money. You can find your fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And see, when the drought goes away, the rain of the Holy Spirit pours down in a huge way. And the natural becomes supernatural. Elijah, as far as we know, was not a track star. He was not given the power. He was not a mutant. He was not given the power of super speed. But in this one moment, when the cloud came and the rain fell, Elijah did something that he had never done before. When the rain falls, that's when God's people find themselves doing things they've never done before. I'm not suggesting that you're going to hop on I-71 and outrace traffic. Preacher said I could, but what I'm <laughs> what I'm suggesting today. Could it be possible that those people that you thought you would never reach in your ministry can be reached because the rain came down? Could it be that you'll find yourself living and ministering in in an anointing that you thought you'd never have before because the rain came down? Could it be that the Holy Spirit can empower you to do something that you never, ever, ever thought you could do. I was a five-year-old boy, six-year-old boy. I had to go to speech therapy to learn how to talk correctly. Speech class was a nightmare for me. And God calls me in the ministry? I think you missed and meant to hit him with that one, God. My brother, fine. but. I can't even... And God says, no. I want to use you. So believe me when I tell you, I know, I know that when God works through us, it's a God thing. It's a God thing. And I wonder today, do you need your impossible situation to become possible? Then here comes the rain do you need your drought to be turned into a downpour then here comes the rain do you need that thing that you thought would never happen in your life to become possible here comes the rain do you need that healing that answer to prayer that you thought would never ever come to happen Here comes the rain. There's a cloud. It might look small to you. You might not even think it's significant. But God's moving. And he's ready to send his rain. And it's time to move. It's time to get up. It's time to walk in that and run in that and start living the way that God wants us to live. Because here comes the rain. The rain. Do you need the rain today? Do you need the rain today? Do you need an answer today? There's a cloud. And that's it. Will you stand with me? If you will. I wonder today if I'm talking to some people that are a little frustrated. Because you haven't gotten your answer yet. I I wonder today if I'm looking at people who maybe you got an answer, but that doesn't seem it. It seems like a cloud the size of a man's hand. God says, That's it. God says, This is the time. God says, I'm here to help you sell that house. I'm here to help you start that business. I'm here to put your marriage together. I'm here to bring healing to your life. I'm here to bring restoration to your life. I'm here to let you know that I am greater than your mistakes. I'm here to let you know that I am greater than your your fears, and I'm greater than your anxieties, and I'm greater than your medical condition, and I'm greater than your emotional condition. I'm greater than all of that. I'm greater than your marriage. I'm greater than your biggest disappointment. I am greater than your than your. Biggest failure. He's bigger. He's bigger. And if you're frustrated today or you think it's impossible, servant of God, I got news for you the rain's coming. (laughs) Here it comes. And God has something to say about your life. So I'm going to invite you to find a place of prayer like Elijah was doing. Elijah was praying the cloud came up, the rain came down. What might happen if we would seek God here today and say, Jesus, I'm frustrated. Jesus, I don't even know what to think. Jesus, I don't even know how to pray anymore. What might happen if we pray those brutally honest prayers to Jesus? Trust me, he can handle your prayers. What might happen when he hears that? And the clouds start coming up spiritually in your lives. And the rain starts coming back. And you come home a different person. You come home with a new perspective. You come home with a different spirit. God has strengthened you. God has touched you. Because here comes the rain. I want the rain to fall. It's going to start when we pray. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to say amen. I'm going to get out of your way, and we're just going to pray. I'm going to invite you to move from your seat, young and old, from the youngest student here to the senior saint we've got here. I'm going to invite you to move from where you're at and find a place just to seek God here, just to pray. And if you want to pray with one another, oh, I believe that there's power when God's people agree in prayer. Let's make this place a house of prayer. Can we do that? Let's make this place be a place that is uh, full of people seeking God believing that those little clouds are going to bring some torrential downpours of the blessings of God in our lives. So I'm going to say a prayer. I'm going to say amen. The second that I say amen, I invite you to move from your seat, find a place to prayer, and let's see what Jesus does in this place. Amen? Lord Jesus, I'm asking you now, we don't diminish or dismiss anything that anyone is going through here today, Lord God. You know our needs. You know our situations. You know what we've been looking for. And it might not be as simple as a cloud. We've been looking for an answer. We've been looking for a healing. We've been looking for uh, just a break. We've been asking for favor. We've been asking for your insight. We're asking for your protection, for your safety. We're asking you to touch us. So God, whatever it is that we need, we seek you. We seek you. And God, I pray that the rain would come and that you would pour out your blessing in this place. And pour out your blessing in every heart and every spirit that's here today. And God will thank you for meeting us as we seek you today. In Jesus' name. Are you ready, church? In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's seek God here today.